Hello, Colorado. This is Brad Pollock, the law firm of Bell & Pollock. I'm here to talk to you about a, a personal injury topic. And today's personal injury topic is going to be a little interesting because it's going to talk about insurance. Uh, and it's going to talk about circumstances under which you might or might not be able to recover. Um, or you might or might not be insured. So, so let's talk about the first thing. Uh, let, let's talk about just whether or not you have insurance and you have coverage. And um, uh, I've, I've had it presented, what, what happens if you don't have a license? Um, and if you don't have a driver's license and you're out there driving, do you have insurance? And the answer is, did you buy insurance? Are you still in the coverage period? Um, most insurance policies do not include a statement that you've lost your insurance in the event you don't have your driver's license or in the event you lose your driver's license or in the event it's suspended or taken away from you. You still may have insurance. Um, likelihood you do if you paid your premium. Uh, another question. What if I have insurance and um, I'm drunk driving? And as I'm drunk driving, uh, somebody rear-ends me. And I, but I'm drunk. Is, do I have coverage? Uh, well, guess what? You do. Because you didn't cause that, the crash. The, part, the person who ran into you, they, they caused the crash. And because they caused the crash, guess what? They're the ones responsible to you. And yes, you can find out that you are paying money to a person who is drunk driving that got hurt because you ran into them. Now, uh, I have actually seen cases in Colorado. As a matter of fact, a, 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 a very um, a well-known lawyer in Colorado that um, uh, is, is, I think is well-known because they're on the airwaves and in the computer or, and on the um, Internet quite often. I've, I've, seen ca I, I've actually personally witnessed a case that he lost because that's exactly what happened is, is that um, he was suing a drunk driver that he w was involved in the crash for, and he was suing the drunk driver on behalf of his client and the jury decided, well, the drunk driver didn't do anything wrong. And so just because they're drunk doesn't mean you win the case, doesn't mean you recover money. And does that drunk driver lose his insurance, his or her insurance? The answer is, I haven't seen a policy that ever says in the event you were driving drunk that you don't have insurance. And I think that would probably be against public policy to be able to say that. Uh, insurance is very important in the state of Colorado, and it's something that you're supposed to have. And you uh, have to understand that um, there are certain circumstances when you're driving. If you've paid for insurance, even if you have circumstances that, uh, re that uh, come to the conclusion that you shouldn't be driving, you're still going to have to, uh, or you're still going to have insurance to cover. Uh, your your losses or the the injuries that you cause other people is that important? Yes, uh, I can tell you that many times uh, the Gary and I in our shows that we do on Saturday mornings, our live shows that we do on Saturday mornings, many times uh, when we've uh, been talking to people, we tell them we don't have any interest in any insurance companies. We are not shareholders of any insurance companies. We don't make a dime off of insurance being sold. We don't have any relatives that are real estate agents. We don't have any, any possible way that we can make money from people having insurance uh, with regard to the sale of that insurance or the purchase of that insurance. But I can tell you this, uh, we encourage that you get as much insurance as possible. And that's another thing I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about collateral sources. And what's a collateral source? Uh, 
I think we've talked about it before, but I think you have to understand that a, a collateral the collateral source doctrine uh, talks about the fact that if you've received money from a source other than the person who hurt you, other than the person who caused the accident, and what do you mean by that? I'm talking about if you receive money from health insurance, from your own car insurance, if you receive that money from those sources, can you now uh, or can the person who hits you, who caused the damages, who caused your life to be changed, can they take advantage of that? The answer is no. They can't take advantage of that. So I get, I get run into in a crash and somebody hurts me and I have to go to the hospital and I go to the hospital and my health insurance pays the bill. Um, and um, the, the health insurance is going to want their bill reimbursed. But the question is, can, who, can the person who caused the crash look and say, well, I don't have to pay you, Brad, the amount of money uh, that, it, that you got billed for, that, um, for those medical bills because your health insurance paid it? And the answer is, can't do that. They have to pay me that money, period. Uh, but, but why? Because who should get the benefit of the fact that I went out and purchased insurance, that I went out and got health insurance? Who, who, should, who should get the benefit of the fact that I went out and got um, med pay on my car insurance? Which, by the way, we've done shows on med pay, and if you haven't heard them, please look them up and find out about med pay. Have med pay in your policy. If your insurance agent tells you you don't need med pay and we can save you money, uh, run away from that insurance agent and go get one that wants to be more practical and understanding and knows what med pay is all about. The same thing for uninsured and underinsured motorist coverage. If your insurance agent tells you you can cut that out or you can waive it, run away from that insurance agent. You don't want that agent. I don't care what company they're with. Uh, you do not want to uh, give up your own protection. But if I have Blue Cross Blue Shield come in and pay every single one of my bills on my insurance uh, uh, for my injuries that I got from that crash, I can still turn around and I can collect all that money from the negligent at-fault party, the person who caused those injuries. And there may be a requirement that I pay some of that money over to Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, to make up for the money that they paid for my medical care. But the bottom line is, is I'm still able to recover all that money from the outfall party. Because after all, who should benefit from me getting health insurance and protecting myself with my own health insurance? It certainly shouldn't be a party who caused me to have to go get that and use that insurance, who caused me to have to go get those medical bills taken care of. Uh, that's been by statute and that's by law. As a matter of fact, it's, it's been such a hard-fought um, uh, issue between defense lawyers and plaintiff's lawyers, and it's such a hard-fought issue between plaintiff's lawyers and insurance companies, and such a hard-fought issue um, in our state of Colorado that we actually have had to have this um, put together in, in law uh, or in statutes. The most current one is CRS 13-21-111.6. It's the, it's the collateral source statute is what it's called. It's only recently been passed. Before that, there were other statutes that uh, were relied on, but this is the main one now that says that um, the defendant is not entitled to obtain a windfall for the fact that you have insurance. As a matter of fact, the defendant isn't even entitled to know what insurance you have. Uh, 
The defendant isn't entitled to know what uh, how much has been paid on a medical bill that you have. If you have a medical bill as a result of something that the at-fault party caused, that the at-fault party did, and you are in, entitled to recover, let's say that medical bill is a, a $50,000 bill. The defendant's not allowed to know how that $50,000 bill got paid or if it even did get paid. And for all of you who are out there going, well, you know, and bill probably got paid by your health insurance paying $50,000. Well, maybe. Maybe you didn't have coverage that, uh, with respect to that particular issue, or maybe you had a some type of deductible that didn't allow you to get all that money paid. Um, and maybe a, a, a third party came in. Uh, and paid that bill in return for getting some kind of factoring on the bill and getting a reduction on the bill. Um, why should the defendant who caused the injury, that fault party, get the benefit of that? Why shouldn't you get the benefit of that? And and shouldn't that be your your um, your extra money that's payable to you so that you are able to take the benefit of the fact that you've been paying all these medical all these medical insurance premiums for all these years and and so the the it's come to the point where defense lawyers or defendants have tried every which way they can to get that kind of information in front of a jury They've tried everything they can to go pay the bill direct. If you're ever in a crash and you get hurt and you have the insurance company for the at-fault party saying they want to come take care of your bills and they want to pay your bills, so just send them the bills and they'll pay it, the answer is a resounding no. Don't do that. Because once again, they're trying to take advantage of the, the, the benefits that you've made for yourself by getting yourself your own health insurance. Pay the bills through your health insurance. Get the bills um, identified. Uh, get the full amount of the bill put together. Get it to your lawyer. I strongly advise that you use a lawyer for this, for this situation. And get the bill and let the lawyer go collect the bill. Um, you'll see that one of the fights they're going to be is the, the defense attorneys are going to be saying, we want to know how much you really paid on that bill. We want to know if you got a deal from, from the hospital. We want to know if you, if, you had, if you got any kind of breaks or if you fought the bill or if you thought if it was less, uh, a less amount on the bill, the hospital collected a less amount. Or if you went to uh, and got one of these third-party lending companies to go pay the bill and do some kind of factoring and then give you a deal with respect to how much they're going to collect. Your answer should always be, this is the bill, pay the bill. That's what you're responsible for because it's your insured that caused the crash and your insured that's responsible for the bill. So that's, that's what's known as a collateral source. Uh, is there another source out there that is paying your bill or helping you? Now, there, you, there used to be a fight over whether Medicaid or Medicare should be uh, included within the collateral source doctrine. And why is that? Because, uh, you know, the insurance companies and the defense lawyers and the defendants would look and say, well, maybe we can understand that if you went out and bought health insurance or if you got health insurance through your, your work because you're actually paying for that, you've earned that. It's money you would otherwise get in your paycheck, but instead uh, your work is making that a benefit for you. So what about Medicare and Medicaid where you're not really paying 
for those sources of insurance. And the answer for those of you who have Medicare, no, that's an easy answer. Well, yes, I do pay for Medicare insurance. Yes, I did pay for Medicare insurance. And if I don't pay an extra premium for extra benefits, it's all come out of uh, taxes or, inf- or, or my expenses. That's the same thing with Medicaid. Medicaid is, is something that we all pay for in one form or another. We know that because we have taxes and we have money that comes out of our paychecks to be able to fund Social Security programs, Medicaid programs, and other sources. So we've now determined that Medicaid and Medicare are collateral sources. Now, uh, so, so we know that that's available. Uh, where's the next big fight going to come from and, and, what's been, uh, wh- and what is that fight over? It's one that I'm going, to, um, I'm going to have you have to listen to the next show, and that's whether or not GoFundMe is collectible because you haven't paid for GoFundMe, have you? I mean, you've got, somebody's gotten on the, uh, the computer and they've said, this is a GoFundMe project and uh, so-and-so got hurt in a crash and it's so bad and, and they need help paying for their, um, for their bills or they need help uh, paying for their medical equipment or they need help uh, with different expenses they have. And this is a GoFundMe and we want somebody to, and we want people to just voluntarily donate money to take care of the bills and uh, their bills they have or to help them get through life or to help them have their life easier uh, and to cover um, certain expenses that maybe aren't covered by insurance. Uh, there are not too many insurance companies, uh, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, or any other insurance companies that you can buy uh, that where you, where you look and say, I need s- somebody to, to mow the lawn and shovel the sidewalks, and I need somebody to clean the house because I, don't ha- I can't do that anymore because of the injuries from this crash. And now you have people voluntarily donating money to a, to a program. It's something you haven't earned. Uh, so the question is, who should get the benefit of that? Who should get the benefit of that money being paid? Once again, you're not, when, when I get the money, if I'm be, being sent the GoFundMe money, am I expected once I get my recovery from my court case, if there's enough that I should look up all those people who funded money for me and I should go give it back to them in the GoFundMe uh, that gave me GoFundMe money and say, thank you very much, but now I've gotten this money back and I want to pay you back. Should I be explaining to them, well, there was a shortage, I didn't get enough from the jury or there wasn't enough insurance to really pay me back all the money that I should have gotten and I had an insurance agent who didn't uh, make sure I had uninsured or underinsured motors coverage so you know, now I I can't pay you back and I'm sorry, GoFundMe people. Uh, should I be looking at the GoFundMe people saying, okay, I'm going to keep the GoFundMe money and I did get enough from the insurance, from the at-fault party to, uh, to, to be able to have now extra money and I got a windfall because I got extra money because I got the money from the responsible party, the at-fault party, and I also got the GoFundMe money. Or... Should the at-fault party be able to say, yeah, I ran into him, I ran the red light and smashed into him and hurt him, and uh, now I'm, uh, I've got enough insurance to pay for their injuries and for all the discomfort and all the problems they've had, and, but by the way, I want to take advantage of the GoFundMe money, and I want to take advantage of the people who wanted to give gifts uh, to the injured party. Uh, I want to take advantage of the goodwill that injured party had with the people who gave them gifts. I want to take 
advantage of the fact that people gave money to this injured party because they got hit by me, a drunk driver, and they wanted to help me immediately or they wanted to help the injured party immediately rather than having to wait till there was a recovery two or three years down the road. A lot of times it takes that long to get the money from the, from the party who caused the injuries if there is money. So I want you all to think about that, and I want you to be watching for uh, the the show we do. It's going to be I'm, I'm going to n- name it the GoFundMe show, so you can uh, listen to the next show when it comes up, Andy, and find out whether or not the donation money, the GoFundMe money, is um, something who gets the benefit of that because we have these certain ben- we start these certain principles, and one of the principles is you shouldn't get double recovery. But another principle is a person who causes injuries shouldn't be able to take advantage of the goodwill of others towards the injured person. So uh, listen to the next show for that. And thank you for listening. This is Brad Pollock of the law firm of Bell & Pollock, and we'll see you next time.